This is a daily reading of the Snowbird Advent Guide. We hope this content encourages you throughout this Christmas season. Day 20, Gabriel's Announcement to Mary. Luke 1, 26-38 says this, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In your personal study, we encourage you to read through Luke 1, 26-38 again, and also look into Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1-7. through 7. Now let's take some time to reflect on the passage of Luke that we just read. Gabriel, the same angel that visited Zechariah, came to announce the news of one of the advent to Mary. No other person would be so intricately woven into the miracle birth of Christ than Mary. She was engaged to be married to Joseph from David's family line and was still a virgin. We don't know much about Mary's background or her personal life, but we do know here that God chose to give her favor. Mary, a normal Israelite teenager, would bear the Son of God in her womb. Like Zechariah, Elizabeth, and John the Baptist, she was also granted favor by God and was used for his purpose. Her reproach, giving birth out of wedlock, will serve to give birth to the Messiah, the promised deliverer. It is easy to sympathize with Mary's question, how will this be since I am a virgin? Gabriel's response seems cryptic to us, but there is no explanation that we or Mary could have understood. The virgin birth of Christ was a miracle beyond our understanding. We aren't meant to understand it, and neither was Mary. Rather, we simply learn that the Holy Spirit would come upon her and place the baby in her womb. This is the seed of the woman that was spoken of in Genesis 3.15, and this is the child that was spoken of in Isaiah 9, 1-7. As if to give Mary comfort, Gabriel announced to her that God had also placed a baby in Elizabeth's womb as well. In spite of her barrenness and Mary's virginity, God had placed children in their wombs. After all, Yahweh is the great I Am. He is the God who has been working miracles since before the beginning of time, and nothing will be impossible with God. Russ Ramey says, Mary lived in the world that was made, and the maker of the world was the sole author of what could and would happen here. The Holy Spirit would overshadow her, and when he pulled that shadow back, this virgin would become a mother to a son. How this would happen was less important than the fact that it would, and God would be the one to do it. This passage teaches us nine things about Jesus. One, that his birth was a miracle. Two, that he would be born to Mary, a virgin. 
Three, his name was chosen by God. Four, he will be great. Five, he will be called the Son of the Most High. Six, he will serve as the eternal King of Kings in David's line. Seven, he will reign over Israel, and his kingdom will never end. Eight, he will be holy. And nine, that he will be the Son of God. Genesis 3.15 says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. We also have three points of application for y'all. One, remember that nothing is impossible with God. Our God, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, does what he wants, when he wants. He is on a mission to redeem the world to himself, but it is on his timetable and he will use the methods he chooses. He uses the people he chooses because the work of redemption depends upon his power and plan, not ours. 2. Remember to respond with humble submission to God's word. The kingdom of God is brought about by the mission of God. But we, as Mary exemplifies in Luke 1, are joyfully invited and commanded to join into his plan. The angel of God came to announce a specific role to Mary, and she responded with humble obedience. Christian, you have the Holy Spirit speaking directly to your heart. And we also have the word of God and the people of God, the church, to help guide our understanding. And three... Praise the Lord for his past works and obey the Lord in his current works. The New Testament is full of directives for both individual followers of Jesus and corporately as the body of Christ. Namely, Jesus gave us the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. The Great Commission is Jesus' invitation for obedience and participation in his mission. Let's work to create habits of immediate obedience to his word in all areas of life. Thanks for listening. Please visit swoutfitters.com slash advent to find the complete guide and daily advent posts. We pray you and your family can rest deeply in Christ's coming this Christmas.